This is Pastor Daryl Bailey coming to you live on Facebook and Sermon Audio, wishing you a, a Merry Christmas. I hope and pray that each and every one of you are having a, a wonderful Christmas as this is Christmas Eve, uh, December the 24th of 2020. It's the 9th of Tevet, 5781 of the Hebrew calendar. Uh, I want to uh, wish you a happy, wonderful Merry Christmas. And I thank God as uh, we uh, come into uh, your homes tonight. I hope and pray that you've had a wonderful week. I want you to continue to remember uh, many uh, prayers out there for those ones that are uh, going through COVID-19 right now. The, the numbers have increased. It's an amazing thing how that uh, COVID can creep up around people that it ain't even been around so fast. Something has to be wrong. Somebody's dropping the ball or they're doing something wrong. And so either way it goes, we've got to pray for them. Uh, and uh, so please, I want to encourage you uh, on our uh, People's Valley Baptist uh, page uh, to look for this uh, coming new year, uh, the Battle Plan of Prayer. It's a Bible study that will have Stephen Kendricks and Alex Kendricks uh, on it. Uh, you'll be able to watch a weekly teaching of videos for free. Uh, it'll start Tuesday, January the 5th. And uh, I thank God if you look on there, uh, you'll be able to find it. It'll, it'll go all the way and remain until March the 10th of 2021. And they will have a video on there. If you want to purchase a PDF study guide, you can. Uh, but if not, this will help you develop a deeper walk with God as you seek the Lord for your battles first. The Battle Plan for Prayer Bible Study equips believers to create their own prayer, prayer strategy and be pacific and strategic in prayer. The study features uh, the teaching of Alec Kendrick and Stephen Kendrick on the topics of what prayer is and is not, what God wants us to pray, specific areas of prayer, specific strategies for prayer, and more. And so I want to encourage you to look into this. Uh, I thank God both of these uh, men have been uh, uh, in uh, uh, ministry for some time. Uh, they've been on a lot of movies, uh, Christian movies, as you know them for. Uh, they're graduates of Kennesaw State University. They both attended seminary before they were each ordained into the ministry. And they now live in Georgia with their respective families and children. It helps you, this study, to develop a spiritual discipline of prayer and prayer strategy. Learn to journal and write specific prayers. Dig deeper into the spiritual discipline aspects of prayer and develop strategies to battle the real enemy through your prayers. And so I thank God I want to challenge you in these areas. Uh, before we go any further in our time, uh, let's have a word of prayer. I normally have a lot of prayers, but this one, I want to pray for specifically those that are lost this Christmas. They have no idea what Christmas even means. It's just, uh, it's a tree. It's just gifts. They have not the true meaning of what Christmas is all about. The holiday, the, the holiday season for many people is one of the most depressing times of the year. In fact, the suicide rate is higher between Thanksgiving and New Year's than any other time during uh, uh, the year. And, and so I thank God as we look and realize that uh, many of you out there today as you're watching us, uh, it's easy to get caught up in all of the preparations and all of the festivities and even the pain that we may feel in our hearts during the holidays that we forget the real meaning of the season. It isn't about the gifts, the trees, and the decorations. It isn't about families and parties and fun. It is all about Jesus, and it's all about him alone. And so, just for a few minutes tonight, uh, let's leave our world behind, and let's visit once again the little town of Bethlehem. 
And let's let Jesus transform our Christmas for us. The night that God became flesh and he walked among men ranks as one of the greatest moments in human history. It was a night of tremendous miracles and great blessings. And it was a night when God moved into the world to live and eventually to die. Through this story 2,000 years ago, it's still as fresh to me as if it were the very first time that I'd ever heard it. And so, the three Christmas messages. Let's visit Bethlehem tonight. Again, today, and notice that as Mary delivered Jesus into this world, there were some Christmas messages that were being delivered also. And so, as we come to you tonight, I want you to remember all of those that are sick, those health care workers, those that are vulnerable to this disease, for those that are unemployed, for those after this pandemic is over, the 20 and 25 million that they're going to foreclose on their houses and their homes and they'll no longer have a home whatsoever. They'll have to start all over again because they've lost their home. They're in it right now, but it's just a matter of time that when this is over, unless they can do some miracles because they've lost their jobs, there's a great need for prayer. Prayer for all of our families, prayer for our churches, prayer for this nation, and prayer for our leaders. There is so much to pray for. Father, we lift up all of the needs tonight and the many ones, Lord, that we know them by name, but Lord, I just want to pray this way for all the COVID people, Lord, that have been recently diagnosed with COVID-19. I pray for their healing and the miraculous of bring them back and restore them to complete health in the name of Jesus Christ. I work with some folks that they're so terrified they can't even go get a test. I work around people today that are so terrified and have so much fear. I pray for them, Father. Lord, I'm ready to go. And Lord, I thank God that any moment when you're ready to call us home or to take us out of this walks of life in a blink of an eye, I have no fear and I have a passion for Christ that I'm ready to go at any moment. But there are many people this Christmas that have fears and they're terrified. And, Lord, they need help by you. Father, I pray for them, Lord. And I pray that they need salvation. If they don't have the security, and, Lord, if they don't have the assurance of their salvation, may this Christmas be the very first gift that they received. Lord, I pray for them and for their families, Lord, that you'll just rescue them and bring them into a, a time of salvation where they can believe and be free of fear and have courage and hope. Thank you tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's grab our worship time, amen. I thank God as we look tonight, before we get in our three Christmas messages, uh, that uh, as Mary delivered Jesus into this world, amen, and the Holy Spirit and the, uh, the virgin conception, amen. Uh, let's look. <clears throat> What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Who angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing. This, this is Christ the King, the babe, the son of Mary. Why lies he in such mean estate? 
where ox and ass are feeding. Good Christians fear, for sinners hear, the silent word is pleading. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. This, this is Christ the King, the babe, the son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings, let loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. This, this is Christ the King, the babe, the son of Mary. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, the Lord is good. The first Noel the angel did say Was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay In fields where they lay keeping their sheep On a cold winter's night that was so deep Noel, Noel Noel, Noel, born is the King of Israel. Then let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord that hath made heaven and earth of not with his blood mankind hath bought noel 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 born is the king of israel amen hallelujah praise to the name of jesus amen Oh, I thank God as we look at our screen, uh, as we see the delivery of three Christmas messages, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, as we look at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, uh, and God wants to deliver these messages. I thank God as he does through the babe that's born in a manger. I thank God as we look, the Bible says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him 
in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Notice how I slowed up and I paused to make that pretty evident. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And though the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not! For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. Hallelujah, boy, I tell you, that's exciting. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, and I pause again, with an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men and it came to pass I pause again as the angels were going away from them into heaven and the shepherds said one to another let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I thank God as we begin to look and realize uh, the great blessing uh, of this. As we look at one of the, the deliveries of the three Christmas messages, amen, one of the first things we see is the heavenly choir. I thank God a, a message preached by the heavenly choir, amen. And I thank God it was a message of peace, hallelujah. Boy, I thank God it was a soothing message, praise God. It tells us, it said, the angel said to them, don't be afraid, I'm here with you, good news for you, which will bring joy to all people. And he says, you know what, fear not. It was a soothing message from the heavenly choir that was uh, preached to them, amen. A message of peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only was it a soothing message, but I thank God the Bible tells us that it was also a message uh, that they didn't have to worry about. It was a message of salvation. But I thank God, you know, as you look through the Bible, Luke uh, not, uh, chapter 2, verse 10, talked about fear not. Luke chapter 1, verse 13 said fear not as well because it told Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name John. He was the forerunner uh, of the Messiah. There was a fear not there in John 1.13. There was a fear not in Luke 1 verse 30 that was said as well. The angel said unto fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And then in Matthew chapter 1 verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not. 
and take unto thee Mary thy wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. These three fear nots that are there, amen. Jesus removes all fear. If I'm speaking to someone out there because they're terrified with the COVID-19, Jesus can remove all that fear. You know, you don't have to be afraid of anything, amen. You can be 10 foot tall and bulletproof, amen. Uh, just like I did when I used to ride a motorcycle to Atlanta uh, up on 14th Street every day for many years. But Jesus removes that fear. Things we need not fear. We don't need to be afraid of death. We don't need to be afraid of hell. We don't need to be afraid of Satan. And we don't need to be afraid of life. But I'm going to tell you something. You've got an adversary that you better watch out, though, because he's coming for you, especially when you know Jesus. You know why? Because if you ain't living for the, the Savior, the Jesus, the gift, of, the gift of Christmas, you're walking the same direction that all the devils of hell are walking. And you ain't bucking nobody. But when you belong to the family of God, you're bucking everything the devil is a, is a, against. And because of that, he will come at you as an adversary and an enemy every day. Many of you don't even know what it's like. You know why? Because you're living for the devil and a devil's world every day. But boy, when you start living for the Lord, you say, man, you want to fight the devil every day? No, but I don't do the fighting. The Lord does it for me. Amen. He, he takes up for me. Yes, I, I tell you. It's some days you wonder how how big the bullseye is on your back, especially being a pastor. But I tell you, I wouldn't take nothing for it, amen. It was a soothing message, but it was also a salvation message. In verses 10 and 11, hallelujah, where I thank God, he said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I thank God, he said, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. A message of salvation, a message that brought a, a peace by the heavenly choir. Amen. It was a message being preached by the heavenly choir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I thank God, every one of us. Good tidings, great joy to all people, universal unto you personally that is listening by the sound of my voice tonight on Facebook. They have three folk titles that have been given to Jesus. He's the Savior, Deliverer. It pictures him as the sacrifice on the cross. He is not only the Savior, he is the Christ. The anointed one, the Son of God, pictures him as the fulfillment of all the promises, all the prophecies, beginning from the very beginning of Eden. Amen. Boy, I thank God. Genesis 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. He says, I'm going to make you and the woman hate each other. Her offspring and hers will always be enemies, and her offspring will crush your head, and you will bite her offspring's heel. That's exactly what the King James was referring to. It was the ribbon of blood. And I thank God not only was it Savior, the Deliverer, not only Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of God, but He was the Lord. The title was the Lord. He's the Sovereign God, hallelujah. The one to be served, the one to be worshipped, and the one to be adored, praise God. Jesus is called Savior, not as an example or as a teacher, but a Savior, praise God. Our greatest need has uh, is is information that God has sent to educate every one of us. Our greatest need has not been the technology, but that God would send uh, uh, that uh, God would send uh, some kind of scientist. Amen. Our greatest need has not been money, that God would uh, send some kind of economist. Amen. Our greatest need has not been the pleasure, that God would send some kind of entertainment. 
our greatest need has not been the military, even though we need a military in America. God has not sent uh, soldiers just for that purpose. Our greatest need has not been for justice, even though that you want to try to uh, bring all the television shows for you fags and homosexuals today and mess up all the good entertainment of television for families to be able to watch it. Amen. And all of the, the crooked politicians that are out there today that have been in there for years that you can't get them out of there. God knows, Lord, help us all today. It ain't none of these things, amen. It ain't been the greatest need for justice that you want to prove for woman's right. You know what? Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, uh, with all of the things that are out there today, our greatest need was for forgiveness and for redemption, and therefore God sent a Savior, amen. I thank God. He delivered through the heavenly choir and preached a message about peace, praise God. It was a soothing message. It was a salvation message, praise God. It was a message that showed uh, us. It was a showing message that he gave to us in verse 12, amen. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, amen. I thank God. You know what? It pointed the way to Jesus. God's words pointed the way, amen. Every now and then we encounter someone that needs the way pointed out to them. And when we do, we're doing the work of angels. Amen. What did I tell you all the time? You can preach a better sermon with your life than you can with your lips. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so I thank God. When we do, we're going to do a work for angels. Bethlehem was the house of bread. It was the appropriate place for the bread of life to be born. Amen. And I thank God he delivered a message of peace through the heavenly choir. A soothing message. A salvation message. A showing message. Amen. And it was a shouting message. Praise God. Because according to verses 13 and 14, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Hallelujah, praise God. A great army of heaven's angels appeared with, uh, with the angels singing praises of God and giving a glorious high to heaven, peace on earth to those whom he's pleased. The angels praise their creator. Their wonder, the praise to God and the peace. And so I thank God, each and every one of us. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I thank God. Paul said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And so I thank God. Hey, that's not enough to praise him forever. We see the delivery of three Christ, Christ, uh, Christmas messages. Amen. I thank God uh, as we see all of this, the soothing, the salvation, the, shout, uh, the showing, and the shouting. Amen. But secondly, we see a message uh, uh, that's preached. Uh, by uh, uh, humble shepherds, amen. A message that's preached by humble shepherds, hallelujah. It is a message that uh, that is delivered of praise, amen. I thank God the shepherds were considered to be a social outcast. Their duties made them unclean. Uh, and the fact that they were unable to come to the temple uh, for many weeks at a time prevented them from getting clean. And, and so, uh, praise God, that's the crowd that he came for, amen. He came for every one of us so that he could cleanse us, amen. I thank God, Luke 19, 10, the Bible says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, amen. And Mark 2, 17, when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They are whole, have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, amen. You know what he said? Jesus heard them and he answered, People who are well do not need a doctor, but only those who are sick. I have not come to call respectable people, but outcast. 
They were probably the men that raised the lambs for the temple sacrifices. It is appropriate that they would be the first men to meet the Lamb of God and the story of Christmas itself. And so it was a delivery message of praise. What was the, the message of these humble shepherds preaching uh, about this praise, amen? First of all, it was a message of, of obedience, amen. A message of obedience, hallelujah. Because in uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, the Bible says, And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go. Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Boy, I thank God they followed the message that they received. Men need to heed the message of heaven. They need to come and see. John says, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? I thank God. Have you obeyed the gospel lately? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior? The simplicity of the gospel. Because I thank God. The book of Acts says, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And so I thank God. Romans says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can put your name where the whosoever is. For Darrell Bailey shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. John says, Very, very, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, hath everlasting life. And so I thank God. He says, I'm telling you the truth. He who believes has eternal life. And so we see the message of obedience. But also we see the humble shepherds preaching a message of praise about a message of opportunity in verses 17 and 18. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Amen. Well, I thank God every one of us. They spread the word about Jesus. They told him what the angel had said about uh, the child. Amen. But I thank God they spread the word. What an example for all Christians to resolve to tell others about Jesus. It is his command. Amen. Because he tells us and he said to them, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel to all people. Amen. He says, go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I'll tell you. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the othermost part of the earth. You know what they're saying? Hey, Bartow County will do. Georgia will do, amen. Washington, D.C. will do, amen. Hallelujah. Hey, you Harley, it'll do. Taylorsville, it'll do, amen. Everywhere you, Rock Mart, it'll do, amen. Hallelujah. Cartersville, it'll do, amen. Everywhere, praise God. That's what he's talking about, hallelujah. And so they delivered a message of praise, amen. A hallelujah with a message of obedience, a message of opportunity, praise God. And it was a message that was overwhelming, according to verse 20 of Luke chapter 2. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Oh, I thank God. Them shepherds went back. They were singing praises to God for all that they had heard, for all that they had seen. It had been just as the angel had told them. Now, I tell you, these men returned to their sheep, and I tell you, you notice the circumstances had not changed. 
They were still shepherds. They were still outcasts. They were still out in the field keeping the sheep. And while their circumstances had not changed, their hearts had, praise God. Amen. These men returned with hearts full of praise for the Lord. What a difference Jesus can make this Christmas and every Christmas. His great purpose is to change sinners into saints, and he accomplishes this through the power of his grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, and 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we, listen, that we should walk in them. Boy, I thank God. That's what he's telling us, amen. Boy, I thank God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, if you know him, remember that your situation, it might be bad, but your God is great. Learn to praise him in your problems and learn to honor him, amen, even in these COVID-19 days. Praise him. Honor him. Hallelujah. Boy, I thank God. Paul told us a couple things, amen, when he said, listen, he said, he says, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation that was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ sake for when i am weak then am i strong well i thank god he says paul said i'm content with my weakness i'm content with the insults i'm content with the hardships i'm content with the persecutions amen i'm content with the difficulties for christ's sake and for when i'm weak then i'm strong amen remember a better day awaits amen hey you know what this this old world down here this is all these uh sinners they got to look forward to Hell's going to be their home forever and ever unless they make a change. But we got a better day coming. A better day awaits every one of us born again into the family of God by the greatest gift this Christmas that it brings. Boy, what did Romans tell us? Romans says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I thank God. That what we suffer at this present time cannot be compared to all with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. Woo! Hallelujah! There's a better day coming. Hallelujah! Amen. The delivery of the three Christmas messages. Amen. We see a message that's preached by the heavenly choir about peace. Amen. We see a message that's preached by the humble shepherds, and it is a message of praise. But it gets us on to our third and last of uh, these uh, messages, amen. It's the delivery of the third Christmas message, and it was a message of rejection, amen, uh, by a hard-hearted innkeeper, amen, that tells us back up in verse 7. He says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swallowing clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Hmm. The roomkeeper didn't have any... Uh, any room, amen, for Jesus. And I tell you, there's a lot of them in the world today that ain't got any room. You know why they ain't got no room? Because they got lesbianism in there. They got, listen, homosexual in there. They got all of the wrong things in there that's of the world, and that is not the biblical perspective of the family, amen. I'm going to tell you right now. 
They got everything loaded up, but what they need to be loaded up with. I'm going to tell you, you say, man, boy, that's, hey, that's a bad interjection. Maybe it is. But I'm saying as an example of that, they've got all of the things of the worldly things upon them. That that's why they ain't got no room for Jesus. You know, I'll tell you, it's, it's sad today. But it was a message of rejection. There's no evil intent mentioned. However, many people, they turn a, a pregnant woman away into the night. It reveals a hard heart and an innkeeper. I tell you, every one of us, you know what? Hey, uh, you can have my room. Amen. You can have my room tonight. Amen. Come on in. Amen. Bring that child. Hallelujah. You can have my room. I thank God. What do we see about this A hard-hearted innkeeper out there? A message of rejection. It was a message of sadness in verse 7 that we see. Because she gave birth to her very first son, she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger. And there was no room to stay in the inn. No room for Jesus. The cry of the crowd the day that he was crucified. John 19, 15. But they cried out. Away with him. Away with him. Crucify. Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. That's exactly what America is saying every day. We've got no king We've got no king but Caesar. Huh. The world. Do you have any room for him in your life? Lay aside whatever's in the way of letting him in and open the door of your heart. There was a message of sadness, but there was also a message of sorrow. I'll tell you as well. Because no Jesus, there's no hope. No Jesus and no hope. And if you don't know Jesus, there ain't no hope whatsoever for you. I tell you, I just waste my breath. I have wasted my breath on many, many, many people over the years being a pastor. You say, well, man, pastor, that's tough to say. I'm just telling you the truth. There's been so many that didn't never, they wouldn't listen. I don't care what you do, but thank God for even the least of them that did because it was worth it all. Boy, I tell you, I've, I've put so many hours in with people to see them just waste and throw their life away. And I'm speaking for other pastors this Christmas. They don't tell them how many hours of the day, and I mean tell you, untold sleepless nights that as pastors that we've done and done and done, and that still, you know what? The power of God was strong enough. But I'm going to tell you, there's some folks out there that are so caught up with the devil and the evil of this world that they'll not listen. They'll not turn loose. Yes, it was a message of sadness and a message of sor sorrow for all of those hard-hearted innkeepers that are out in America today. Amen. But I thank God it was also a message of separation. A message of separation. I thank God Jesus said in him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. And so I thank God the message of separation. The innkeeper, he was warm and he was secure in his bed. Jesus was lying in a dirty, filthy manger. The innkeeper's rejection prevented him from knowing the joy of the shepherds. And it may have also kept him from knowing eternal life. To be without Jesus is to be without life and to be without heaven. You know what? 1 John 5, 12 says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Eternal damnation is the lake of fire. Boy, I tell you, as we look and realize, each and every one of you, as we go through life, Job said, as a cloud vanishes and is gone, 
so he who goes down to the grave does not return. He will never come to his home again. It's sad today when we look at the delivery of the three Christmas messages. The heavenly choir, I thank God, a message preached from the heavenly choir, delivery, a message of peace. A message preached by the humble shepherds, it was a message of praise. And a message preached by a hard-hearted innkeeper, which was a message of rejection. As we think about these Christmas messages, we need to be sure that we receive the message of the angels like the shepherds did. Because we too come to know Jesus and we can go away praising him and glorifying his name. But I'm going to tell you, Hebrews 9.27 says, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You know what? It's sad. That one of these days, coming very, very soon, you know what? We're going to be up, up, and out of here. Because the church is going to be raptured out. But there's going to be so many left behind. God's personal message to you tonight. You have sinned. The heart is deceitful and above all things is desperately wicked. According to Jeremiah 17, 9. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God in Romans 3, 23. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. God's personal message to you is also that you're lost. The soul that sinneth, it shall die, according to Ezekiel 18.20. There's none righteous, no, not one, Romans 3.10. He that believeth in him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God in John 3.18. Hey, don't worry, I'm going to put this on my... Uh, uh, People's Valley uh, uh, page here later in PowerPoint for you. And listen, if you're listening to this and maybe you're saved, take this with you to witness to somebody else that's lost this Christmas. And take the gift, the greatest gift of life that you could take. Thirdly, God's personal message to you tonight out there world and Facebook and Sermon Audio that God loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, according to John 3, 16. God committed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In Romans 5, 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Romans 8, uh, 35. Yes, these are personal messages to you. And it is a personal message that he will save you. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Whosoever will let him take the water of life freely. Revelation 22, 17. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. John 6, 47. Will you tonight? Will you listen to this personal message to you? That personal message, he will save you right now tonight. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Hebrews 3.15, he said, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians 6.2. That's right. Right now, while you're listening to me on Facebook and Sermon Audio, you can come in and receive the greatest gift of salvation. If you'll just take him at his word and step out on faith. Faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You've got to step out and trust the Lord with that, that he could be the keeper of your soul right now. God's personal message to you is he promises to keep you. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand in Romans 14, 4. Kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time in 1 Peter 1, 5. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them 
uh, out of my hand than John 10, 28. Uh, 8. Boy, thank God. You know what? Is hell real? The prophets taught that hell was real in Deuteronomy 32, 22. The prophets taught that hell was real in Psalms 9, 17. The prophets taught that hell is real in Isaiah 66, 24. The prophets taught that hell is real in Daniel 12, 2. The prophets taught that hell is real in Jude 13, uh, uh, 14 and 15. Is hell real? The Lord taught that hell is real in Matthew 5, 29. Matthew 7, 13, Matthew 8, 12, Matthew 10, 28, Matthew 13, verses 41 through 43, Mark chapter 9, verses 44 through 48, John chapter 15, verse 6. All of the 12 occurrences of Gehenna, Jesus used it 11 times. The Lord taught that hell is real, and it is a real thing this Christmas. Is hell real? The apostles taught that hell is real. In Romans chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, and 2 Corinthians 5, 10, and 2 Thessalonians 1, verses 7 through 9, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 27, in 2 Peter uh, chapter 2, verses 4 and 9, and uh, 2 Peter 3, verses 10, 11, and 12, Revelation 20, verses 12 through 15, and also the apostles taught that hell is real in Revelation 21, verse 8. I'm going to tell you right now tonight, each and every one of you, hell is a real place. Hell is is a real place, amen. And I thank God. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life in Matthew 25, 46. There's everlasting punishment in hell, and there's everlasting life in heaven. You will be one of those two places for all eternity. Where are you going to be? Huh? Where are you going to be? I thank God. Hell is a real place. How shall we escape? Obey the gospel according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Listen, hear the word of God in Romans 10, 17. Believe the truth in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Amen. Repent according to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Confess Jesus in Acts chapter 8, verses 37. And confess Jesus in Romans chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. Amen. And then patiently continue in Romans chapter 2, verse 7. Amen. Well, I thank God that completes everything about us tonight that we realize that it's a tremendous blessing tonight that all of us, that we too come to know Jesus and go away praising him and glorifying his name. What kind of message is your life preaching tonight? Like the angels, are you living a life that points men to Jesus? Or are you like the shepherds so filled up with his wonder and glory that life is fresh every day because of Jesus? Or would it, you have to admit that you're like the innkeeper you simply don't have any room for Jesus in your life whatsoever. Which describes you best? Huh? Are you the angels? Are you the shepherds? Are you the innkeeper with a hard heart? Father, I want to thank you for these three Christmas messages that you have shared with us, Father, that you have given us. These messages that were preached were by a heavenly choir about peace. A message preached by the humble shepherds of praise and a message, Lord, that was preached by a hard-hearted innkeeper of rejection. Come upon those that are listening. And, Lord, I pray that you'll break through the hard-heartedness with convicting power. That they can step out on faith and take you at your word. Be with the many that are sick this Christmas. The many that are grieving that the death angel has come into their homes. I pray for all men of all kinds. Lord, God loves everybody. God loves the lesbians. God loves those that are gay. But, Lord, he don't love the sin, but he loves the sinner. 
and he'll bring them in and forgive them and change them completely so they can get away from the lust of this flesh and come into the power of God's grace and mercy in Jesus' marvelous mighty name. Amen.